For all of Gabriel's show dates and ticket links go to gabrielrutledge.com. Or don't. If you would like to support this podcast by subscribing for $5 a month, click the Substack link in the episode notes. You won't get any extra episodes, but Gabriel will think warm thoughts about you. And now it's time for the drive home with Gabriel Rutledge. Play the royalty-free hip-hop music. Now here's your host, Gabriel. Driving home from SeaTac Airport right now. I'm a sleepy boy. Sure, I'm pushing 50, but I'm a sleepy boy. I've decided my least favorite people in travel. Have you guys ever heard travel is annoying? Well, it is. I think an underrated annoyance is rental cars. Because they fuck around a little bit. They, uh... You know, they're always trying to get one over on you. Sometimes you'll get unlucky. There'll be like a giant line. There's no one working. But that's why I'm talking about a, a, a specific type of employee in the world of travel. And that is TSA. Specifically, the TSA person who is tasked with yelling at the security line. They don't have to yell, but they do. And this very... It's like they all go to a school to get the same condescending tone, like... Remove all metal from your pockets! The machine will go off, and we are trying to get you through as quickly as possible. Please remove your laptops from your carry-on bags. We do not want to slow the line down. We have more spaces down here. Not sure why everyone wants to stay in one long line. I'll get you through faster down here. Shut the fuck up, TSA. So condescending. And then if someone does something wrong, just like in school, when you would mess up and the teacher would use you as an example to the rest of the class, for, for not what to do. There was a person in front of me who put their bag on. <laughs> they put their bag on the uh, the belt sideways. Which look, I can't defend that. That's that's someone who should have had that game when they were a baby, where you stick shapes through holes in that ball. Maybe they would have learned. But anyway, they tried to stick their bag on sideways. <laughs> And then uh, the TSA person, to everyone in line, was like, Do not put your bags on sideways! It will jam up the machine and break it! Please do not do that! I wonder if they take that same shitty tone and cadence home with them. When they tell their kids it's time to go to bed. Please put on your pajamas, one leg at a time. Brush your teeth, all of them. We do not want to make life worse by going to the dentist and getting cavities filled. It is bedtime. Help us expedite the process. 
Anyway, I just want to be treated like I'm a MVP member at Alaska Airlines, which I am. So, put a little respect on my name. I don't think TSA pays that well. We make very little, and it's a shitty job, so let me take it out on you. I'm coming back from uh, Phoenix. I was in Glendale, Arizona, one of my favorite clubs. Every club that books me is one of my favorite clubs, but I really mean it. Stir Crazy Comedy Club in Glendale. It's just, uh, they do a lot of things right. It's a nice little compact comedy room. If a streaming service said to me, where do you want to tape your special? That would be in the, the list of the, that'd be in the finalist. Or I could tape it at the airport. Please keep your conversation down. We are shooting a Netflix special. It would definitely be a smaller room, though. If I got to pick where to pick a special. It would be a club. I mean, don't get me wrong. If someone said, we're going to give you a special and you're taping in this theater, I would do it. But I just like the feel better. I always thought Zany's in Chicago would be another great place to do it, but uh, they don't book me anymore. There's a new booker, and they don't give a shit about you. I know. That's my conscience now. It's condescending TSA employee. Things probably aren't going to work out. Why try? You're right. Fun weekend uh, in Glendale. These trips where you fly out Friday, fly home Sunday are like, whoop. Uh, it's like they never happened. Uh, so I'm sleepy. Slept a couple hours last night. But fun, real fun shows. So many people from the state of Washington were at my shows. Uh, one, because I just think, A lot of people uh, from Washington, Oregon, and the Northwest in general, a lot of people moved to Arizona. It's like the official tapping out of the weather location to move to. And uh, a lot of the people from Washington and Oregon knew who I was, and that's why they came to the show, which is kind of cool. I was tired, second show Friday, since I'd flown in that day, so... Uh, I think second show I was a little loopier than normal, so I probably did more crowd work than I normally do, but that's all right. I can do that. <laughs> I'll wait till she's ready. <laughs> was that you, Lady in Blue? Was that you? I can't even tell it's dark. Oh, yeah. Or it was. It was. <laughs> Where are you from? Are you from here? No. Where are you from? Um, home of John Deere. Home of John Deere. I didn't ask for a quiz. <laughs> but I gave it to you, didn't I? 
Talk to this side of the room for a little bit. You just throw that out like everyone knows. <laughs> what is the home of John Beer? Moline, Illinois. Moline, Illinois. <laughs> you can't. You chopped that like it was Hershey, Pennsylvania. We were talking about chocolate bars. Well, I'm not one to brag, but uh, I'm familiar with a product called John Deere. <laughs> we're the home of it. What are you doing here? Trying to keep cool. Oh, you live here now. You live here now. You just yeah. you packed up and drove to John Deere here. <laughs> we are from a farm town, you know. You are from a farm town? Well, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I think the home of John Deere would be fucking Detroit. <laughs> Did Dr. Phil say that to a wayward teenager? Well, that's like my mom always said, one blue is bigger than the other one, because we're all corn fed. You know what I mean? Yeah, it makes sense in the home of John Deere. Filipino as well? Yeah, we're cousins. Your cousins? Yeah. Good for you. Thanks for coming out. 
Enjoy the sex material later. rebrand myself that's a crowd work comic I feel like I can do it that's all the internet wants anyway I think I do it enough I do it when I want to I do it when I have to but that's the thing it's like You'll see, uh, I've worked with very few straight-up crowd work comics. Some of them say they are, but they're not. It's just, you know, it's the same thing every night. They just use the crowd to set up their jokes, which is fine. That's allowed. Ian Bag is a hilarious crowd work comic. Not that he doesn't have any bits, but uh, he, he does some pretty genius... Every show is literally going to be very different. But here's the problem with crowd work, like really relying on crowd work, is like every once in a while the crowd just gives you nothing. I mean, your standard night at a comedy club, you're probably going to be fine if you want to rely on crowd work, but you know. Some gig in a casino or a bar that's not that well attended, and you're like, what do you do for a living? They're like, I fuck your mom. Like, oh, great. Maybe I'll go back to my jokes. A thousand years ago, I used to have a bit where I brought up to the crowd that different comics have catchphrases. And at that time, Larry the Cable Guy's Get Her Done was so popular that people would just yell it out during everyone's comedy show. So I would bring I would bring that up and I would say what I do is I have a different catchphrase every night and I let you the audience pick it. And I stopped doing it because uh, I don't know, I would do it after the same joke every time. And so the <laughs> the catchphrase like 80% of the time was something like <laughs> the joke was about I oh god damn it, why am I saying this? This was a long time ago. I was at a family reunion and uh, my grandma said uh, when her boys were fussy when they were babies, she would rub their balls or hold their balls to calm them down. <laughs> and so I had a joke about that. And then so the catchphrase 80% of the time would be like, rub your balls! And then, you know, eventually I knew where to plug it in four more times, you know, the rest of the show. And it started to feel really inauthentic. Every once in a while they would say something different and I would really have to work it in. But but I, that's where I learned that crowd work is only for a good show. Or a bad show, I guess. Crowd work is for a show no one's listening uh, in some ways, but when I would do that catchphrase thing, I'd be like, and I'll let you guys pick the catchphrase. And it's like a scattered 13 people in a lounge next to a bowling alley. What's the catchphrase? Fuck you. Okay, I can work with that.
How long how long have you been married? Oh Jesus. Forever. 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 <laughs> you know what? The wrong number is a better answer than two long. For thirty-five years we've been married. Thirty-five years. Well I guess that's enough. Uh, <laughs> You had a good run, but like my grandpa used to say, tractors don't run forever. You, know I mean? <laughs> you and John Deere dies eventually. <laughs> Please do not tell the comedian, fuck you. He seems confident, but that could really hurt his feelings. Remove all metal from your pockets. Uh, last week. If you listen to last week's episode, first of all, thank you. But, uh, you'll recall I was, uh, I used the app Turo. Turo! Hope shit works out. Turo! It's like a car rental app. It's like, but it's, people can, it's like Airbnb for your car. And I was kind of joking, it was a 2011 Toyota Corolla. I think I said it was an Accord in the podcast, but it was a Corolla. And I'm like, this isn't a very nice car. And like, what am I going to do if uh, if things go wrong? I think I said, does this, does this guy's mom have to give him a ride to come help me out if the car breaks down? And You know, if I believed in jinxes... I would have regretted saying those things, but I don't really believe in jinxes, so I'm just going to call it foreshadowing. Because uh, last weekend in St. Paul, Minnesota, uh, I was in a car accident. I'm fine. Please watch where you're going. Pay attention. Your insurance rates will go up and it will not be our fault. Uh, I'm fine. Uh, here's what happened with the car accident. Uh, I won't bury the lead. I ran a red light. I was driving. <laughs> I was driving uh, downtown St. Paul. And here's the thing. This is the thing that's weird about it. It's like... Uh, I wasn't distracted. I mean, I had my, uh, I had my phone out for directions, but that was, like, propped up at an angle. I didn't, you know, I wasn't looking in my hand at it. I was looking down every once in a while, like, okay, 0.2 miles till I get to the club, that kind of thing. Wasn't texting, wasn't distracted. Don't know what happened. So I drove through an intersection, and then... Such a loud noise, you guys. Just, bam! It felt like I, I... My first thought when I got hit was... Something hit me, but for a second, I didn't even know what it was. I don't know what I thought it was. Like, oh, I ran over a landmine in downtown St. Paul. And then by the time my car stopped spinning, I'm like, it was a car accident, you dipshit. Uh, so I got hit... Uh, I spun, I don't know how many times I spun around. It was at least a, uh, not a 360. It could have been, or more, but it was at least a 180, because I ended up 
in the other lane. It was a two-lane road one way, but I ended up on the other side of the intersection in the other lane facing the wrong direction. Sort of against the curb. Uh, I'm sure it lasted a second or two. It did, it did seem a bit longer than that. It was long enough to have a lot of thoughts. It was long enough to have the thought, oh, this is what a car accident feels like, because this is my first car accident. Uh, I had like a, a fender bender in a parking lot. I've had a couple people do that to me, and I did it to someone once, but this was my first car accident. Uh, I remember when I kind of stopped. I don't know if I had my foot on the brake or not. I think I did, but I was still like rolling. I, I, I had the feeling like, oh, I have to like brake. And so if you know, a lot of you have been in car accidents, I'm sure. Uh, I was very, you know, I get out of the car, but I'm shocked. I'm stunned. I'm trying to take stock if I'm hurt. My back is slightly torqued on the right side. Not now. But at that time, when I but I still I got out of the car and like people are like, "Are you okay?" Like bystanders, you know. I'm like, I think so. You know, there's like pieces of car <laughs> all over the road. I didn't even look at the damage for a minute. I was so just out of my mind. And then a guy is talking to me, and he goes, "Did you know you ran the red light?" And I go, "No." And then it took me a second to realize he was the guy in the other car. So then I'm like, are you okay? And uh, he was. He smashed up the front of his car pretty good. Because apparently some asshole ran a red light. But he was okay. I was okay physically. Uh, the cops were like, it was downtown, so they were there real quick. Filled out some insurance things. Uh, I was like right next to the, uh, <laughs> I was right next to the, the guy who hit me, even though it was my fault, but he hit me. But you know what? There's still a small part of me. This is just human nature that cracks me up. I ran a red light and I'm still like, about that dude who hit me, I'm still like, dude, you gotta pay attention. Sometimes people run red lights. <laughs> I still want it to be his fault. Oh, uh, I know it's not. But I heard him on the phone calling somebody, and he's like, well, it's gonna be a while because uh, some guy ran a red light and I hit him. And I wanted to be like, I'm right here, sir. I'm going through a lot right now. Maybe a way to make the phone call about what an asshole I am. Uh, cop came over. Uh, he was pretty nice. He was a little too nice. Like, I think that, now that it's all over, like, he never asked if I'd been drinking. He never asked. Or if he did, I forgot. Uh, he goes, what do you, you know, Washington license... Uh, driver's license. He's like, what are you doing in uh, Saint or Minnesota or whatever? I was like, oh, I'm, doing a, I'm working a comedy club. It's like three blocks from here. He's like, you know, 
I just smashed my car. There's pieces of car on the road. I'm facing the wrong direction. I'm like in shock. I'm sure my eyes were just like wide open. Like, no, I'm okay. Yeah, are you okay? Everything's fine. Okay. And this cop's like, what are you doing here? I go, I'm I'm a comedian. I'm working up there. He's like, you're a comedian, huh? What do you think? (laughs) This is the exact quote. What do you think of Joe Rogan and those guys? Officer. I'm in shock right now, okay? I don't have time to talk about your favorite podcast. I think I was just like, yeah, yeah, those guys are cool. Like, I know them. He kept saying stuff like, well, maybe you can write a joke about this someday. I'm like, yeah, maybe. But I'm a little freaked out right now. He actually wasn't going to give me a ticket. He was just going to call it an accident since no one got hurt. But then uh, there was a uh, building security or parking lot security lady who was a witness. And uh, because the guy asked me, the cop asked me, did you run the red light? And I said, well, the guy who hit me says I did. I'm not saying he's lying, but honestly, I have no idea. I have no idea. I did not see. How do you not see a car about to hit you? It probably helped me not get injured because I was very relaxed at the moment of impact. But like, anyway, the parking lot uh, security lady said I ran the red light. I asked her too. I was like, hey, did I run the red light? And she goes, yeah. And I'm like, all right. So then they had to write me a a ticket. Uh, Which I can't get mad about. I did run a red light. So yeah, uh, and then, you know, I, I kind of moved the car around the corner. It could barely move because the the passenger side rear wheel was like almost diagonally bent from impact. So I kind of like limped it around the corner and parked it like pieces of plastic and metal are falling on the road. Of course, it was a big pain in the ass. I had to call the Turo app. I had to call the guy whose car it was. Uh, I will say everyone was pretty nice to me. The guy, who, the guy who hit me was seemed to be a decent human. He was just happy no one was hurt. Obviously, he wasn't happy. He fucked his car up. Uh, my man Amir, who uh, I rented the car from, he was cool considering. Uh, I think he's probably going to get paid out pretty good, though. You know, he had a. He's going to turn his 2011 Toyota Corolla into cash. But uh, the cop was nice to me. So, yeah, it was. uh, And then, then, by the way, so I limp the car around the corner. I, I take the merch bag out of the trunk. Then I realize I can't really close the trunk again because the car's bent. Uh, and then I like, I just walked to the gig. So like, mm, 40 minutes, maybe, maybe less than that, 25, 30 minutes after 
I spun around an intersection after a car hit me. I was like in the green room at the comedy club in St. Paul. Just freaked out of my fucking mind. But you know, there's been a couple of close call car accidents I've had in my life. And it's like, someone does something dumb, I hit the brakes. Or I do something dumb, but I hit the brakes. Or you swerve, or... But this one was just so... This was so weird because, I mean, no inclination. I mean, it was, it's not the kind of red lights that hang over the street. It's the kind that are on the side. Uh, which was why I'm suing the city of St. Paul. Those aren't safe lights, the ones on the side. I desperately want this to be someone else's fault. Uh, but that's, it's so, anytime you get in a car and you really think about it, you're like, well, this is dangerous because God knows what someone else is going to do. But it's even scarier to go, God knows what I'm going to do. So what is this weird, like, betrayal from myself of like, we just, me and you, brain, we just went through a red light? What the fuck are we doing? I mean, I think everyone has noticed when they ran a stop sign or ran a red light, which means we've all done it and not noticed before. Uh, so there's an element of luck, obviously, but yeah, man, I just fucked up. I felt... The next day I woke up, like, very grateful no one got hurt. Like, what if the other dude got hurt? What if the other dude was seriously hurt? I mean, it was... We were probably going 25 miles an hour, but still. He also says he hit the brakes really hard, which I didn't... If I did hear it, I don't I don't have that memory. I don't have the part of that memory, but... I woke up very grateful anyway. I'm not hurt. The other guy's not hurt. side airbag went off too. Not my side airbag. Amir's side airbag. I had to like drive it around the corner and like pick up the airbag to like look where I was going when I wanted to look in that direction. But yeah, so I, I was grateful but I'm also like I was just, you know, ashamed I guess is the word. Like, oh my god, what was I, what happened? But it was funny because the next day, uh, I just left the car downtown because uh, the guy didn't know where uh, he wanted the car towed yet. And then he figured it out. And then so I set up an appointment for like the next day. And it was close enough I could just walk down there from my hotel. And so, yeah, I just met the tow truck, gave him the keys, and that was it. But when I was walking down there, there was another accident like a block from uh, where I got an accident. In fact, the tow truck driver called me and was like, is this you in the middle of the intersection? I'm like, no, that just happened. That's a different one. That one was a little worse. Glass everywhere. But it's, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, every day it's someone's turn. <laughs> and yesterday was my turn. 
Uh, so, you know, I have insurance. It's a little complicated because Turo's not exactly a car rental company. Oh, seems to be working out so far. Just have to pay my deductible. I don't know what it'll do to my rates. So I'm still a little ashamed. Uh, I'm still a little embarrassed that it's like... I would like to be the one who said some asshole ran a red light. That would be better than me saying I am the asshole who ran a red light. And it's funny, like, I'm, you know... I'm, uh, I thought I might be really nervous to drive. And look at me now, podcasting. Uh, I thought I might be nervous to drive, but it's funny, like... I'm sure I'm being a little more cautious. But the thing that really... Okay, I just almost saw a car accident right in front of me. Two people changed lanes into each other and swerved away. I can't judge them. Okay? I can't judge them. Uh, the next day, just walking back downtown. Every time I walked through an intersection, man, I checked both ways four times as a pedestrian. When I saw people jaywalking, I'd be like, be careful, sometimes assholes run red lights down here. Like me. Alright, I don't always say this, but anything you guys want to talk about before we wrap up. <laughs> What's that? Okay. Yeah, please. Do you believe that Helen Keller, who is blind and deaf, wrote 12 books? Yeah. Yeah. How long did it make a John Deere tractor? Do I believe?
Did she sing Helen Keller or Amelia Earhart? Helen yeah. Keller, but Amelia Earhart. She was playing. She got too many drinks. She had too many drinks. So you. Was Helen Keller in the plane when Amelia Earhart was flying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the blind and the blind. That did deserve better. I mean, Amelia Earhart, kind of most famous for crashing. You know what I mean? Like, or as she would have explained it to Helen, no, we're landing. <laughs> So yeah, it's gonna cost me some annoyance and some money, but whatever. You know, I'm like I said, very grateful. Uh, you start thinking about hypotheticals too, and that can hypothetical could have been worses. Like, what if the guy was hurt? Uh, what if when I spun around, I hit someone else or a building or a whatever or a different car? Or uh, what if there was a passenger? Because that's the side the guy hit. But, you know, none of those things happen. So, I feel grateful. Uh, I feel stupid. I have to keep telling the story of the accident over and over to different people at State Farm Insurance. When they ask me questions that I, can, I feel like I can duck responsibility, I like those questions. When they're like, were you familiar with the area you were driving? No, not at all. I'd never driven there. I mean, it really could have happened to anyone if you're unfamiliar with the area. <laughs> I wasn't familiar with the area, but I am familiar with the concept that red means stop. One State Farm person was like, well, we will have to, you know, see whose fault it was or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, it's mine. Because I got a citation for running a red light. I have already paid the city of St. Paul $168. And I thought it would be worse, honestly. But if the policeman is listening, why did I say that like I was a child? Look, mommy, it's a policeman. Uh, you were nice to me. If the guy who hit me is listening, I don't think any of these people are listening, but just in case, thank you for being a human. And I do think he said, have a good show tonight when I left. So they must have told him I was a comedian. But anyway, by the way, when I said I was surprised they didn't test me for or ask me about drugs and alcohol, I would have passed the test. I had not had anything to drink in, you know, more than a day. And, uh, you can drive on heroin. It does make you colorblind, I've learned. Red means stop! Green means go! This is not difficult, people! Man, the sound. It's not PTSD, but every, I do think of the sound. Just the crunch of that fucking... And then imagining, you know, like I said, if he hit the brakes and I was, like, probably going 20-something, he was probably going 20-something. Like, it really does make you think. Freeway-type situation or something. Holy shit. 
But anytime uh, you can get in a collision and everyone walks away fine, uh, you're lucky, right? Right? I even thought the next day when I woke up I was going to be really sore or something, but like not... I'm all right. The only injury I had, I still feel it a little bit. It's not like an injury, but somehow uh, the, t what do you call Not the, not your palm. Oh, the top of your hand. You'd think I'd know it, like the top of my hand. That's what you call it. That part of my hand. I must have like, I don't know, in the spinning, I maybe I whacked it on like the gear shift thing or something. I just, I have like this little circle bruise. Uh, on my hand that uh, has to be from that. I don't, I think I would have remembered. Uh, hurting it otherwise. But yeah, that's it. That's, I'm fine. Even the back thing, I'm like, oh God, I, who knows, tomorrow I'll be all fucked up. Or I was even like checking my head for like bruises, like did I whack my head or anything? But no, I I, uh, I did not. Just spun around some. Whee! Anyway, drive safe, you guys. Drive safer than I did. It's my first accident. <sighs> Which is probably pretty... I mean, obviously, there's, you know, it might have been the guy who hit me's first accident, and that wasn't his fault. <laughs> so, obviously, there's a lot of luck in uh, how many accidents you get into, but uh, considering how much I drive, I'm surprised it took this long. I had to call the Turo support line. They kept transferring me. Every time, though, they answer the phone. Are you in a secure location, sir? Yes, I am. Anyway, uh, drive safe, everyone. Keep your head on a swivel. There's some real bad drivers out there. And they just might be you. The more you know. Bye! <laughs>